The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, we've got a special interview with Robin Lundberg. He covers the NBA for SI. Robin joined me and my co-host PJ Glasser and Ryan Horvath on BetMGM Tonight, my betting show. And on a recent episode, we covered a ton of topics about the league, including what's happening with the Celtics, the Bucks, the Blazers, and Golden State. Really love talking to Robin. Very funny interview. So do me a favor, Nick, and drop that beat. We started out talking, of course, about the Brooklyn Nets and all of the drama surrounding the team. Robin had some fascinating thoughts, especially in the wake of a massive beatdown at the hands of the Kings. He also gets into the controversy surrounding KD's interview with Chris Haynes. Here's the thing with the Nets, and they've been a disaster. They've been a dumpster fire, all the, all the things you want to say about them, right? But they're also under a microscope more than every other team. Like, think about the Warriors are, you know, the Warriors record's no better than the Nets record, but we're not talking about them in those terms every day, rightfully so, because the Warriors are the defending champs and they've done what they've done. But, you know, the the Nets, because of the Kyrie situation, because KD makes those comments, it, it's just all the time. So a game like Sacramento, that point total doesn't carry over to tonight, right? Like, the, you know, the, the Blazers don't start with those points. And the Kings have a player specifically designed to destroy the Nets in Sabonis. You know, the Nets don't have interior presence. They get beat that way all the time. Second chance opportunities, teams with like a brute. You know, Jonas Valanciunas was made to go against the the Nets. Sabonis, anybody with is at the end of their name, was made to go against the the Nets, including Anthony Davis with with the Lakers uh, the other night too. Because the Nets played pretty well up until that Lakers game, and then they dropped two in a row. I just have a a little bit of a suspicion that the Blazers need to regress to the mean a little bit. They've played a little bit better and and they're they're going to be a good team, you know, they they get Simmons and uh Lillard and 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 everybody Chauncey Billups doing a great job. But with Kyrie coming back with a resolution there, I could see a little bit of energy from Brooklyn. Kevin Durant historically plays well against Portland and and if the Nets just have one of the a, a good shooting night, they've had a couple of bad shooting nights in a row. 
Um, I, I think that the point spread tells a little bit of a story because by record, by narrative, the Blazers should be bigger favorites. What do you think about those comments that were made? I think, what was it? It was KD to Bleacher Report just being like, look at who I'm playing with. Like, what do you expect to happen? Like, Edmund Sumner, he was waived by our team and then re-picked up. Is that something that lights a fire under the team, or is that something that could potentially deflate those youngsters? You know, I, I, I guess it could go either way. It depends on the personality type. I didn't love the comments specifically. I mean, the broader comments were fine. And if he had said, why do you expect our team to compete and win every night because I'm on it? I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. It was the, the naming of the guy. <laughs> it was listing off the name. If you go back to Katie's burner tweets, he did something similar way back when, when he's like, you take Russell Westbrook off the thunder. Katie can't win with these cats. <laughs> you know, when he thought he was, he was speaking as whatever he, you know, his other alter ego was or his alias was. And he also said the reason he asked for a trade in part was due to the fact that things go wrong. You know who they're going to blame. It's me. It's harder nowadays, I think, for a superstar to carry an individual team because the three-point shot is so prevalent, because the floor is so spread. You know, you see Steph Curry might be having his best season right now, and the Warriors are struggling. So I don't know if we can draw a parallel to, like, LeBron, but, you know, LeBron in his prime, you expect any team he's on to win a championship. I don't know how that would work today. But those are the guys that KD wants to be mentioned with. And you don't hear those guys doing that specifically, just like no. listing off the bums. Oh, yeah, you know, this guy's a bum, and he's <laughs> on my team. So uh, it doesn't exactly um, uh, give Katie any ammo when it comes to the, the lack of leadership talk. And he's played pretty well this year. He's had, a, he's had a good attitude during this stretch as well. It just felt oddly timed. It just felt like a, a straight – well, but that's kind of his MO. I, I don't know if, you know, Kyrie – you never know what that guy's going to do, right? Like, I can't interpret any of his tweets. He's got the little symbol at the end that I, I take to mean infinity and beyond or something. I, I don't know what, what exactly he's saying. But KD is wired in his own way as well. You know, I had a, I had a spat back and forth with KD on Twitter over the summer. And then, you know, we, we hashed it out over DMs later and, and the, the like. You know, So I, I don't know exactly where he's coming from all the time. But it just felt a little like, Yo, bro, you could have uh, you know, could have phrased that just slightly differently, and and nobody be talking about it. Uh, really quickly, just wanted to get your thoughts also on the comments that he made about why he was asking for the trade. That essentially, listen, our practices are just walkthroughs. Like we're not organized. This is not a real thing. Does that validate the people who said, like, listen, maybe Steve Nash isn't qualified for this gig right now? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. You, you basically have to like close your eyes and spin around with a, a finger to point to find the right person to point a finger at. Cause Joe size now the most talked about owner in the NBA, you know, and, and he hasn't exactly handled everything. Great. Sean Marks is the, the GM over this mess. Kyrie's ruined three seasons in a row. Kevin Durant is supposed to be the, you know, the guy who's doing it. And Steve Nash wasn't a good coach. I mean, that's true. It wasn't all his fault, but he also wasn't a good coach. And if you want to give Katie credit for one thing, I've repeatedly heard, whether it's Greg Popovich with Team USA or, or anybody else, one of the things that is constantly said about Kevin Durant is he goes 100% in walkthroughs. He goes 100% in practices. So if there's something I'm going to take at face value, it is those comments. You know, like, so maybe he didn't like the, the speed that everybody else w was running with. But you know, they're, they're getting to the end of the line here with, with ever, whatever you want to call this era. Um, and, and it looks like they're going for one last gasp 
And if that doesn't work, they're going to have to hit the big red button. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. In this segment, we asked Robin who he liked better out of the East, the Bucks or the Celtics. Like a lot of us, he flip-flopped on his answer. Then I asked him to dissect my Sacramento Kings. I'll go with the Celtics, I guess, just because they played last year and the Celtics won. But here's the wild card. It's Chris Middleton. Right. I mean, Chris Middleton wasn't there last year. and He hasn't been there this year. So maybe I, I'm switching. I'm going to the Bucs. <laughs> uh, when it comes to the playoffs, the, yeah. the fact that here's the difference. Giannis can do whatever he wants and they blow the whistle. Like he can shove the guy off himself and they call the foul on the guy that he shoved off. So with, with Middleton back, that does change the equation slightly. But I, I don't think I, I could be not confident in that bet no matter which way you go. That's that's as close to a coin toss as you can possibly get. And I think the gap between those two teams and every other team is massive. Mm-hmm. One of the teams that I have been not really touting, but really just championing that more national media needs to discuss is just the culture shift of our Kangs. The Kangs. The Kangs. <laughs> and boy, are they fun, Robin. I don't know if they're real. I don't even know if it matters. But what do you say? I mean, you've been a longtime NBA fan, covered this league for a long time. If the Kings are actually good, if they're no longer the Kangs, but they're suit and tie Kings, Sacramento Kings, what does that do for the West? What does that do for the NBA? And what's your takeaway so far of, of what they've been able to do? Well, look, it's it's nice to see new teams, new blood, exciting teams. Some of us are old enough. Yep. Like, you know, maybe this takes us. me to remember when the Kings were good. Uh, and and they had a fellow named Mike Bibby, uh, yep. along with the, Jason Williams and Chris Weber, Vladi Divox, and, and th- that whole crew. Yep. Uh, yeah, Peja Stojakovic. I mean, that was a fun <laughs> team. They still probably got screwed in game six yes. <laughs> against the Lakers, right? So uh, some of us can remember that. So there may be a little bit of a nostalgia play there. But the Kings, I mean, look at what they did at Brooklyn the other night. They're a fun team with, with viable players now. And I believe they have the longest drought in NBA playoff history as far as like a team that, that hasn't been in the playoffs, or at least the current longest drought. Um, so I'm confident enough to say that at worst, they're going to be in the mix for that play-in. This year, so I, I do think with the Aaron Fox, with Sabonis, with the the crew that they got over there, that, that they've got something that um, <laughs> we always play this zero sum game, where it's 
You're either tanking for the number one guy or you're winning the title and everything else is trash. I don't really subscribe to that because if you're a Kings fan now, is everything trash if you don't win the title? We all know the Kings aren't winning the title this year, but your life is better now. Your life is better now because, you know, you're watching this team 82 times or 70 times, however many games you can catch. And now, you know, half the time, more than half the time, they're winning the game. So you feel a lot better about the direction and, and, and that lifts your overall mood. So salute to the Canes. Finally, I asked him whether there was any chance that the OKC Thunder trade SGA and whether he preferred Jaw or Shea. Finally, whether he thinks Tibbs is on the hot seat. They have to relocate. I mean, if they were to do that, I, I would, I would, if I was the fan base, I'd, I'd, I'd cause a mutiny at that point. You can't be future draft picks for eternity, right? Like, all right, we get it, we get the strategy, but the, you get future draft picks so you get a player like Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, and and I think he's got to be the building. It's amazing, actually, when you really think about it, the number of great players the Thunder have had in a relatively short time. I mean, they've, I think they went there in two thousand eight. Something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And they've had Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Paul George. Now, SGA, like, you got to hold on to one of those guys. Yeah. You have Giddy there. You have Holmgren on the way. So, I, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine he would shop SGA. And let me flip one on you because I, I, I had this um, discussion with some of my friends and, and, and colleagues. Going forward, who would you take? And, and I know what the answer, the instinct answer is and what the, the stock answer has been. But I actually think it's closer than, than what people's initial reaction would be. If you had to pick one of these two guards going forward, would it be SGA or John Morant? I think there's a real case for SGA because of injuries and just the explosiveness and the recklessness that is jaw. When you talk about money and you're a team, you have to take jaw because jaw's box office. People right. are coming to see him, but it's, cl it's closer than you think. They both can't shoot a lick. They're getting better from three, but man, are they both excited. We have about a minute. Do you think that is the hot seat's getting louder and louder and warmer and warmer? Do you think Tibbs ends up getting fired this year? I guess the way it's going, probably. But why? I get I, yeah. I don't understand. Like, what, what, like I, I keep hearing Knicks fans, oh, he's doing this. He, what is he supposed uh, Sims needs more minutes? Uh, like, I mean, they, they got some nice guy, players over there. Like, I like Toppin well enough. You know, Reddish has shown some potential. But what are the Knicks other than mid? I mean, if you look at their, their roster... And their talent level, it screams mid. So if they're any better than that, then Tibbs is doing a good job. I'm just not sure what combination of players he can throw out on the court that all of a sudden is going to uh, accomplish what the, the critics are calling. A lot Robin. of people think that they're tuning them out now. But, like, listen, you're right, Robin. This roster is not very good. They've got Jalen Brunson and a bunch of middle-tier guys. And other guys. BetMGM Tonight airs Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. It's available on demand on the Odyssey app and in podcast form wherever you find your podcast. A million thanks to Robin Lundberg, my co-host, PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath, and of course my producer, Cameron Gray. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini episodes which drop every single day. Follow the Heat Check as the 2022 season is heating up. Do not forget to download, subscribe. Please tell your friends. Every single damn one of them. And follow us on social at, at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs>